50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Sophia with an F. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to get into this episode. It's going to be kinky, wild, fun, funny. But before I do that, I have to just do the things that everyone hates and gets annoyed by. But it really shouldn't because it helps me help you help you help me help me. That made no sense. Please, you guys, if you could subscribe to the show If you could rate it five stars, if you don't feel that it's worthy of five stars, at least leave me an honest review and please share it with your friends. If you love this episode, share it. It really means so much to me and it's the reason why I can continue on doing my thing. Also, my merchandise, people have started to receive their orders, and I am not even trying to toot my own horn, but they really, really love it. Fabi, you have the slew crew neck. You yes. love it. It's very soft inside. My right? Head. Yes. I made sure of that this time around with the merchandise. So that's about it, you guys. Let's get into the episode. I cannot wait. I'm in Las Vegas right now. I am shacked up in my best friend's apartment. I have not left the apartment for three days. This is my best friend, Fabby. Fabby F baby. F-A-B-B-Y-F baby. Yeah. That's how you spell it. Mm-hmm. You are so cool. Yeah, I mean, I would like everyone to follow me, but you don't have to. But if you just want to help me out, that'd be cool. (laughs) You and I are full on salesmen. I do my thing in the beginning. and I'm like, but you don't have to. It's up to you. Just don't even worry about it. And you just did the same shit. Oh, my God. All right. So, Fabi, we have a lot to talk about. Oh, yes, we do. I know I've said best friend before, but when I say best friend, I mean... How long? I mean, like, since diapers. Literal diapers. Our moms were pregnant at the same time and were best friends. Yeah. Like, we pretty much grew up together. Yes. Funny story about that is I was actually hanging out with my dad and he told me something that I did not know. But he was just like, you know that your mom got kicked out of BYU because her and Sophia's mom decided to moon the security guard. And I was just like, how am I 28 years old and I've never heard of this? (laughs) Hold on. Number one, they went to BYU. My mom did. 
I don't know if you were Zed. I don't think so. And they <laughs> moon someone. Yeah, they moon the security guard. In college. Yeah. And she got kicked out of school for that, which is like, I'm not sure if it was like that bad. <laughs> well, at BYU it probably is. But yeah. also what I'm thinking about is what the fuck were we doing in college? Because I want to guess it was worse than Mooney. I mean, I'm pretty sure we were fucking. <laughs> 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 um maybe I'm not sure but the other thing about our relationship is you were my partner in crime we definitely got into some trouble <laughs> <laughs> when I say trouble I mean we got into legal trouble yeah that too <laughs> I have a mugshot as do you Mine was on a t-shirt that was being sold at one point. Yeah, Sophia's mugshot was a little cuter than mine, and I wasn't hot enough to make it onto the front cover of the Busted magazine, but she literally had front cover centerfolds. Yeah. Playboy centerfolds. And it was in every gas station in Utah. Every single one. Yeah. Like, I had 20 people text me, I just fucking saw you on this shit. Yeah. You say I look cute in it. I would, I, to this day, I highly disagree. I think it's a very attractive photo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because my extensions, I have a zit. My, you know, we don't even need to talk about it. <laughs> I disagree. But we got arrested together. And that was our first arrest. <laughs> yeah. We've been arrested more than once, which now saying it sounds very strange but that's just what it is i mean i think it's just like a normal part of growing up (laughs) um i think some people disagree we got arrested together and that is where that mugshot comes from because we fell into a frozen yogurt shop and police showed up and every time i say that people are like what in the actual fuck are you saying Can we talk about it? Yeah, of course. So pretty much what happened was that Sophie and I were trying to get into a bar and I can't remember why we decided not to go in there. We're like, we had fake IDs and maybe we decided not to use them. We got scared. I think we got scared. Yeah. And instead we were like, let's just like go hang out in the parking lot because our friends were inside and he had the keys to the car. Right. So somehow we're like behind a Frogan yogurt shop and we lean up, we're like laughing and we lean up against this door and it happens to be open. So we kind of like stumble (laughs) in, we're like laughing. No, there's literal security cameras that show us falling backwards into the shop. Well, we leaned up against the door at the same time and the door like swung open and we kind of like tumbled. Like we yes. not tumbled, but we like stumbled in. And then we were like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. And it was one of those heavy doors and yes. it like closed on us. Slammed shut. And the second it did that, sirens. Yeah. And we say sirens like emergency 911 the entire neighborhood could hear this shit yeah it's like pretty much we just broke into the froyo like we were trying to get free frozen yogurt (laughs) also the security on that frozen yogurt shop like what else do they have in there (laughs) so the thing is is people are thinking to themselves why didn't you just open the door and walk the fuck out 
We were locked in. We were running back and forth from the front door to the back door trying to get out of this store. We literally locked ourselves inside of the Froyo. Yeah, chickens with their heads cut <laughs> off, running in circles, freaking the fuck out. Yes. The police show up. Mm -hmm. They walk in and they're concerned. And they say, ladies, oh my God, what's going on? We were highly intoxicated and they knew it. Yeah, they could smell it. <laughs> they could smell it. We were slurring. We were probably stumbling. They're like, why the fuck are you in a frozen yogurt shop? At the time, I really thought I was like so, I was acting so sober. And I was like, why wouldn't they believe me that I'm like. Me too. I thought drunk. to myself, we're going to get away with this. Like there's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. The like, frozen yogurt shop yeah, did this to us. Exactly. <laughs> so they realize we're fucked up. They asked for identification. Us being fucking geniuses say we don't have identification because we were underage. Mm -hmm. They are like, that's totally fine. And then when they realize just how fucked up we are, handcuffs. Yeah. Before the handcuffs, so I just want to add in that Sophia attempted, attempted to escape. She literally ran away from the cops and she got like bulldozed down to the ground. <laughs> like you were on the gravel, like stomach down to the floor with a cop <laughs> on top of you. Like he tackled you. <laughs> this was a football game tackle. Like I'm surprised I didn't get a concussion. <laughs> Me too. Like, down to the ground I my entire body was fucked up like face in the gravel yeah like smashed <laughs> down which we're laughing about but like I will file a lawsuit <laughs> so Salt Lake County Jail if you're listening just keep just <laughs> lawyer up yeah <laughs> like we couldn't afford lawyers back then now we can like be ready right? like coming for you 10 years later, now I can afford an attorney. Watch out. So they put us in the cop car. We have to go to jail. They put us in a holding cell, mm -hmm. like a waiting area. Yeah. Handcuffed to a bench. Yeah. There was like a bar and we had like our hands behind us, like handcuffed to the bar. Yes. Fabi was a little pussy ass bitch. <laughs> I definitely was crying. I wanted my mom, and Sophia definitely had something to say about that. She was not happy that I wa I was asking, like, where's my mom? She kept screaming at me, and she was just like, Fabi, shut up. She was just no, like, it was, there is a police report, you guys, that we may or may not post because the, the whole story is shocking. It says in the police report, quotation marks, Sophia Franklin looks at Fabi, last name, Shut the fuck up. And what else are we saying? You were like, shut the fuck up. Our lawyers are going to take care of everything. We're 17, 18 years old. I don't even know what a lawyer is. I watched Law and Order and I was like, I know when criminals get in trouble, they need a lawyer. She kept thinking I was going to say something and like criminalize us <laughs> for it. Like we're going to go to prison because of you. Yes. Okay. So we're in the holding cell sitting there. And I pee. Yeah. I urinate. Yeah. On myself. I think that at that point, we were trying so hard to like fuck with the cops. Like we thought <laughs> we were so funny that I decided to scoot after Sophia pees. I scoot my butt off the bench and 
pee as well. And we're literally sitting there with two puddles of pee like next to us. And like everybody else in the room was looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? We're in there with actual criminals caught with meth doing like domestic violence, all of this shit. We are the two girls pissing ourselves and laughing hysterically like psychopaths. Yeah. A cop comes around with cat litter <laughs> and pours it all around us. He like got in our shoes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Animals. We were like kicking it around. We start playing with the cat litter <laughs> and we were like funny. laughing hysterically. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was telling them I had to go to the restroom and they would not allow me. And that's why I fucking peed. And then you, in solidarity with me, women have a right to pee and criminals have a right to pee. You peed as well. I'm pretty sure you were telling them that you had a UTI and they pretty much told you to fuck off. So you're like, oh, not going to let me go? Well, I'm going to pee my pants. (laughs) And then when you did it, I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking do it too. (laughs) Which that is... I'm proud of us for doing that. I me used to be too. ashamed. And now that's abuse that they would not let me use the restroom. A hundred percent. I wish I took a shit. <laughs> like, I wish I did it all. Let me use the fucking bathroom. Okay. Then they are about to book us into the drunk cell and they have to frisk us down mm-hmm. and make sure we don't have anything crazy on us. I start pretending to have an orgasm. Yeah. Well, Sophia, they had to check to make sure that she wasn't like hiding anything in her vagina, like <laughs> drugs. So they're like patting her down and she was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> this maybe sounds crazy. In my head, I was thinking they already did a um, criminal offense by not letting me go pee. If they even touch <laughs> anything on me, sexual harassment And so I thought in my head, well, it's just kind of like, wait, like what? You're touching my vagina? Why? Like you're (laughs) you're like checking my bra. Excuse me. Why? Why? That's very interesting. (laughs) Out of all my body parts, that's where you want to touch the most. Like that's where you want to go. I see how it is. (laughs) Dude, it's the same shit with airport security. Like they have to touch everything. Yeah. But in my mind, I was thinking (laughs) harassment. You you touched every part of my body, but you lingered (laughs) around the vagina. You lingered. Like I think you stayed there for a little bit longer than you were supposed to. Boom, another thing I can bring up. In another court. lawsuit. <laughs> okay. So then we go into the drunk tank. I want to say they put us in together. No, they separated us. Cells right next to each other. Yes. By ourselves. Like isolated. Concrete. It was like cement walls. Yes. Cold as fuck. Yes. They do they make it so cold so that you'll sober up. Yes. But it's not like <laughs> it's like torture but they thought they could one-up us we knew we were right next to each other we were smarter than them what is shawshank redemption i started digging a hole to get into yourself i'm kidding but we knew we were right next to each other and we did essentially a mating call every 30 minutes. Yeah. Like every second. Well, no, every 30 minutes, I would hear Sophia, Fabi. <laughs> and you would say, I'm here still. This is repeatedly yeah. for 10 hours. Sophia, are you there? 
<laughs> like we wanted yes. to make sure that we were like in this together yes. all the way. So then they escort me out. And I remember thinking, I'm going to look back at Fabi. I have five seconds to do it because the cop is literally like dragging me, essentially. <laughs> Lawsuit number three. And I look back and Fabi, what are you doing? I have my like forehead pressed up against the glass with my hand like up next to my face and I'm just staring at Sophia with these sad little like puppy dog eyes and I just like couldn't believe that I was being left like it was the saddest moment of my life. I swear you mouthed something to me. I was like Sophia help me help me help me (laughs) and I remember leaving thinking these fuckers will not get away with this. This whole time I'm being sarcastic because we were fucked up and we needed to be in there. But in my mind, I was thinking abuse, handcuffs, I had bruises (laughs) on my wrist, like you're done. Yeah. Salt Lake County Jail. Let's see if that still exists. Yeah, you're like, I am coming back for my friend with a lawyer lawsuit. With a lawyer or if I have to fucking break into this bitch, she will get out of here. Okay. (laughs) So we leave. Being taken to jail for your first time, and I know there should not be multiple times, but that is not the case for Fabi and I. Your first time is like losing your virginity. It's a different experience. Yeah. You think your life is over. Yeah. Well, we definitely were at a point where we're just like, this is it. Like moving to Vegas, gotta be strippers. Like we are disowned. We no longer have moms. (laughs) That was a literal conversation we had. Yes. I remember sitting there looking at each other. We're done. It's just you and me, baby. We got to move, change our names, like the whole thing. That's how it feels the first time. We were like, we only have each other moving forward. Like, (laughs) we're going to be okay. But like, we got to start over. Like, new names, everything. (laughs) Yes. So anyways, that was a nice little tangent. (laughs) Let's talk about you for a second. All right. You live in Las Vegas. I live in Las Vegas. I have lived here for seven years now, which is wild. That's a long time. Time goes by so fast. And pretty much what happened was that I was visiting all the time. I fucking loved it. I was a party girl. I thought it was like the best place in the world. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point where, you know, I was in my third year at the University of Utah, I kept changing my major. My grades are failing. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? And honestly, like I just decided to drop out and move. Looking back now, if I could talk to like my old self, I would have been like, hey, finish the last year. Yeah. Like even though my decision was the best decision I've ever made. It like, worked out. I would still love to have that degree. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice. Yes. But pretty much I told a girlfriend, hey, I'm going to move to Vegas. And she was just like, hold on. I want to go with you. She Which quit is her job. wild. Yeah. You guys, like, I swear within a week, it was I'm going to school in Utah. And then it was like, I'm going to live in Vegas. It happened literally within a week. Like it was a, it was an idea that popped up in my head and I was like, I'm fucking doing this. And that's how you are when you're young. You're yeah. like, you're like careless. And I was just like, all right, here we go. Yes. And but how did like your family react? 
Um, Did they support it? No. Like, my mom disowned me. Like, she didn't talk to me for a full <laughs> year. Like, she was just like, there's absolutely nothing to do in Vegas other than stripping or being an escort. But little did she know that I had heard that waitresses in Vegas, mm-hmm. I it was like I heard the Hakkasan waitresses made like two or 300K the first year that it opened up. And I was like, I could work a job that I love doing, being at the club partying and make that much money. That like, is disgusting money. It's like a more lot of money than a doctor makes. Yeah. Yeah. To serve cocktails at a club right like i was like why wouldn't i do it yes so as soon as i figured that out i was just like fuck it moved and the only issue was that i didn't realize how hard it was to get said job Mm -hmm. like i was just like it can't be that hard they're just waitresses oh no there is a whole thing that goes into it to become a cocktail waitress yeah i mean auditions you were there with me every year (laughs) i just want to clarify that fabby would call me every day literally crying because the audition process is so grueling it really is it's very anxiety driven a trying time it makes you feel like shit like am i not good enough am i not pretty enough like there's so much that goes into it like you literally have to wear a bikini and heels they line you up like cattle. You go into a front of a panel of ja- judges. There's like a spotlight in your face. And oh they God. ask you a few questions like, why do you deserve to work here? And you have to tell them and you're standing there like pretty much naked. Right. Being like, hey, hire me for this reason. And it's honestly, it's very degrading. Like it, <sighs> it's, I don't, I mean, looking back, I'm like, God, I hope I never have to do that again. That is the Victoria's Secret fashion models or any model have to do that. Mm-hmm. This is to get a waitressing job. Yeah. People don't realize how big of an opportunity it is. Like, And how many girls show up to an audition? Thousands. Thousands show up and 20 to 30 get chosen to work at each club. And thousands of you are all standing in a line in a bikini and heels. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you see the most beautiful women. You get there. They take pictures of you. And you're just, like, comparing yourself to every girl there. Like, it's intense. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. I will say that it really messes with women's self-esteem. Yeah. And, you know, when you think of a Vegas girl, like, you know, I think a lot of people think of, like, oh, plastic surgery, like, big boobs. Well, there's a reason. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it messes with your head and you're like, why didn't I get hired? Okay, let me go get some lip filler. Like, let me go do get some bigger boobs. Then maybe I might get the job. 150 fucking percent. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? I want to talk about plastic surgery in a moment. I'm going to let you continue, but we will revisit. Okay, so auditions sucked. You didn't get the job. No. So what ended up happening? So obviously things didn't work out for me how I expected them to. It wasn't the first year. It wasn't the second year. I'm pretty sure the third year I still didn't get the job that I wanted. And so I had to figure something else out. Right. Um, Did you, know, you ever think about moving back to Utah? Every day. You, right. When I moved there, I was expecting to easily get this job and it didn't work. And I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Right. Like I moved here to do something that I thought I was going to make two, 300K mm-hmm. and that didn't happen for me. And so, yeah, of course, I considered it all the time. 
when I actually first moved to New York a few years ago, I had the exact same thing. Yeah. For the first year of living in New York, every day I thought, should I move back? I didn't think you were going to make it. Right. I remember thinking, Sophia, she's, gonna move back. she's moving back to Utah. Yes. Yeah. Somehow, some way, I just thought to myself, no. Mm-hmm. I'm. You've stuck it out. Yeah. You know what it was is I asked for a lot of advice and a lot of people told me if after a year to a year and a half, you still hate it, you can go home. Mm -hmm. You have to at least give it a year to a year and a half. I remember you telling me that, that everybody would say the first year in New York is the hardest. If you can make it past the first year, Mm -hmm. like you are going to end up loving that city. Right. Yeah. You can't just go home after six months. You have to just persevere. Yeah. But that was a side note. Okay. So... I ended up getting a job at a sports bar. I was making a hundred bucks a night. No, it wasn't the money that I was expecting to make. I I thought I was gonna be making like one, two, three thousand right. dollars a night at the club. No, I was making a hundred dollars working an eight hour shift. <laughs> yeah. So working at the sports bar, I met a girl and she had told me about promo modeling Mm -hmm. and how that was another way to make money. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I was interested in it and Pretty much, I ended up being able to, I was a Corona ring girl. I was able to work conventions. Like I worked SEMA, CES. Like a model. It was, yeah, it's promo modeling. Yeah, it reminds me of the Monster Energy girls, like that type of thing. Similar. And then you could also work, you could work events. Even the clubs would hire girls and they would put the models like next to tables of big spenders to get them like upsell. Okay, yeah. There was a bunch of different gigs that were pretty much going on. And I got into that and the money was good. It wasn't the best money. Mm-hmm. It was enough to get me by. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like steady, but right. there was an upside to working these jobs that when you were doing these modeling gigs, that you were around high profile people who happen to also like to gamble. Mm. And yeah. Gamble. Yeah. I remember You've told me before. It's a huge thing in Vegas. Yes. Like pretty much any girl, waitress, bartender, model, whatever you're doing. Yeah. If you are get an opportunity to go gamble with like a like a pretty much a high roller, mm-hmm. you're probably going to leave like pretty well off. And that was the goal. Yeah. Like to this day, like if like you want to gamble, like I have seen girls walk out with 50 100 200 in one night yes and i know those numbers sound absolutely insane and i everyone listening is probably thinking like no way a girl's making that much money without putting out i swear on my mom's life you do not have to put out to make that money right a lot of these guys it's not even about fucking it's about showing that they're wealthy they want to they, they want to show off they, yes. it's like it's a power thing they want everyone to talk about how like they came in and like just blew money like crazy right didn't you tell me a guy spent a million dollars one night at a club yeah i was there <laughs> and he ended up doing it multiple times after what in the actual fuck that was a side note but that is the craziest shit okay so gambling you make all of this fucking money sometimes if you're lucky it's not like every time it doesn't happen often it's being at the right place at the right time and getting lucky so i just want to say that one time when i was younger i was walking through the casino 
and I looked hot and a guy asked me to gamble and he gave me a $500 check. Wait, I didn't know this. <laughs> what? You've never told me this. I think I was, I don't even think I was 21. Oh, okay. But that's, I'm just saying that I've been there. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, it's free money. And well, actually that's a great question. It's not just at the regular tables. No, it's not. You're not playing slot machines, making money like that. <laughs> this is happening in like the high limit rooms. Okay. Where you have to have like an insane line of credit to be able to go there and gamble. Uh-huh. And that's where money is just kind of being like blown. High limit rooms. Yeah. The Are most- they like behind like a passageway or can you just see them? No, they're usually kind of closed off, but... I mean, anybody can walk in there, but to gamble, like, you have to have a certain line of credit. Okay. Yeah. So an average girl can just walk in there? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So ladies, if anybody's trying to gamble in Vegas, um, go to the high limit room. There's usually a bar in there and sit there. (laughs) I was just about to fucking say that. (laughs) Like, you might get asked to gamble. I was... (laughs) frolicking around the fucking slot machines <laughs> when I could have just gone directly to the room. The like penny slots. It, like I'm going to fucking kill it. <laughs> I'm like, like this, is this guy that. has two cups filled with pennies. I know <laughs> there's something that can happen. I, that. I see the potential. <laughs> so I actually ended up dating a guy and he happened to know the executive of the nightclub that I wanted to work at. And he reached out to him and was just like, hey, like my girl would love to work here. Can you help her out? I went to auditions that year, first time with a referral. I got called the next day, you're hired. Like all I needed was a fucking referral. It is not what you know, it is who you know. That is how I feel about the first three years living there that I was like showing up with no referral thinking like, oh, I'm cute enough, I'll get a job. Right. No, you're not cute enough. And (laughs) Like, you either look like a Victoria's Secret model or you have a referral. Right. Those are the only two options. So for any of the younger people listening or even older and you're looking for a job, I would say send in the applications to random places. But your best bet is reach out to everyone you know. Yeah. And that is how you're going to land something. Like, that's the ticket to success. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so then what? So at this point, I finally have my dream job. It took me fucking forever, but I got it. And I, at the same time, this is where there's a silver lining to things not working out the way that I wanted them to is that during that time, I became a promo model. So not only am I working at the best nightclub, I'm also making like moneyed promo modeling. So I have two sources of income at this time. And from there, I realized that there was a way to capitalize on promo modeling and that was by becoming the person who books them for the events Mm. so I had a friend who did that I asked him to teach me and I was able to become a booker and like if you ask anybody in Vegas like you could ask them about me and they would know what it is you're one of the main bookers in Vegas I mean there's quite a few am I one that people know that I'm a booker yes so number one that's badass but number two When you say booker, it's the person that will book the promo models to do whatever event. Yes. Pretty much, I'm just in charge of finding the models to work these events. Mm -hmm. And I have clients who reach out to me and say, hey, this is what I need. And I have, you know, I have a lot of connections now and I have the models that I can book. 
So you were cocktail waitressing and then on the side you were booking models for whatever event. Yes. So you were a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> like you, I have to give it to you. You are a hustler. Like I don't even think I could do half of the shit you did. I think that I was just able to see a way to make extra opportunity. money. I was, yeah, I saw an opportunity and I ran with it. And I, I think because I was in a point where like I wasn't getting this cocktailing job that I wanted, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? You got scrappy. For sure. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalude. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. 
Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. So... I want to talk about plastic surgery, which we were about to talk about earlier. My favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it your favorite topic? I could literally talk about it all day. Okay. (laughs) So anyone listening that's ever had a question, you should literally DM Fabi or comment on her shit. This is what I'm going to say. I am the first person to admit that I have work done. Mm -hmm. If you think it's been done... It probably has been. (laughs) If you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Like, if you want to know my doctor, I will tell you. I am not ashamed of it. I think that it's just like most girls do it. Most girls don't want to talk about it. And those girls, me, because I get stuff done, Mm -hmm. I know who has work done. So when they deny it, I'm just kind of thinking in my head, like, I know. I, (laughs) bitch... I fucking study this for a living, please. The fact that you own your plastic surgery, fillers, whatever the fuck it is, you are a rare girl that owns it and feels comfortable to talk about it. I just think like when you make the decision to get work done, you have to make the decision to be honest about it because if not, it sets unrealistic expectations to people. Yes. Like it can't be a like that girl's so beautiful, but it's just like, no, she had a little help. And if like I'm not saying go get plastic surgery, if you are happy, natural and you're naturally beautiful, amazing. And if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm a bomb ass bitch. Amazing. We all have insecurities. 100% is okay. If you look in the mirror and something makes you feel bad or self-conscious every day, there is nothing wrong with fixing it. There are more girls getting work done than you think. And I think it's important to normalize it so that girls can feel comfortable One, just not thinking that girl is so perfect naturally. She's not. She had a little bit of help. Right. It's when girls deny their plastic surgery that A, it sets unrealistic expectations, Mm -hmm. but B, it perpetuates this cycle that if you get something done, keep your mouth shut and don't talk about it. So then people feel it's a bad thing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I I'm gonna add in that Bella Hadid. Okay. <laughs> I mean Bella, 
I'm obsessed. Like, I made Sophia watch her Fenty <laughs> runway show. Fabi sends me her pictures every day. But Bella, like, I love you, but I know you got work done. Yes. Like, you can't deny it. No. And that's the thing is that I have had friends tell me, nobody really gives a shit about what you did because you're so open about it. If you come up to me and you say, hey, how did, what, like, how did you do that? What doctor? I will go on a tangent and tell you, talk about for an hour, but there's so many girls that have, the fake butt for some reason that like everybody wants to deny that right we know it's fake stop lying about it you look stupid so you're saying because you are so open and honest nobody cares the work you got done people aren't sitting there thinking do you think she did this like oh my god what the fuck people lose interest right because it's not an interesting thing to talk about right you're not gossiping about me because i'm open about it but when you lie yes. it's like wait psst, hey that i heard her butts down or did you see it like but she denies it but i'm sure i'm pretty sure it's fake that- everyone wants to talk about it but when you keep it inside like it's a dirty little secret that is hurting you and it's also perpetuating a stigma on plastic surgery that's the right and best word there is a stigma when it comes to plastic surgery yes everyone's doing it no one will admit to it Uh uh-huh a hundred percent let's knock it off yeah okay can we finally talk about sex my favorite topic I will say I want to give a trigger warning because this could be sensitive material for pussy ass bitches. If you're a prude, don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But honestly, I'm about to go in. Fabi and I are about to go in. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe you thought you were kinky and this is going to turn you off and you're going to be scared. I just want to give you a heads up. So... I want to start by talking about my very first sexual experience. I had a sex podcast for two years and we would talk very explicitly and I got a lot of hate for it. I was called a whore and a slut and a whatever else. I mean, I'm called those things every day, so. (laughs) I mean, as a woman, it's just like. I mean, like, it's just to be expected. Yeah. If you have a vagina, you're a whore. Yes. Like, you had sex with one person, slut. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I was called those things, but I was also told that I was being fake as fuck. It was all a facade and it was all talk and none of it was real. Mm. I just want to come on here and say, if I say something, I mean it. If I talk the talk, I walk the walk. And that's the bottom line. So, Fabi, you were my first sexual experience. I was your first sexual experience. Yeah. You and I, you were 15? I was 15, you were 14. Okay. Yeah. We obviously went on to date men and have sex with men yeah. and have boyfriends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is it didn't stop there. Yeah. So Fabi and I go to a club and we fuck a DJ together. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what happened was that we were like at the front of the like the crowd, the GA, and we were like dancing and they, they spotted us and they no. were like, you two come up here. 
And I just think when two girls say we fucked a DJ, there's such a like stigma connotation to that. He was a big fucking DJ, so <laughs> come at me. I mean, you guys probably have been to his show, but no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we sound so stupid. No, the fact that we said we fucked a DJ sounds stupid. Whatever. He wasn't DJing a bar mitzvah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's what we're trying to say. Okay. He has some songs, and I would say his name, but I'm just starting out in my show, and I can't handle a lawsuit right now. So... I remember we go back to his room. The three of us are laying on his bed. And were you and I making out? I have no idea. Probably. I mean, it was somehow initiated. Like something was going on. Right. And it turned into a threesome. I don't know if I would call it a threesome. (laughs) I think it was more like... He liked <laughs> Sophia more than me. So he was like fucking Sophia. And I was just kind of like lounging. <laughs> like I might have been checking my phone, might have been checking Instagram. I think okay. <laughs> please. I, I think he hate me out. Like I was there. Like I was a I was a part oh, of it. You were there. You were <laughs> naked. I was I think he ate me out. I just don't know so much of the fucking okay. was going on with me. Okay. You say lounging and it sounds as if you were in a chair in a corner or just sprawled across the bed. I was like on the bed, like with my, like just sitting there on my phone, like checking my emails. Yeah. So it was kind of a threesome. It kind of wasn't, which I didn't really realize until later. I'm going to just butt in and say that it could have easily been a threesome but this said dj had no idea how to fuck and it's just like if you're gonna have a threesome with two bitches like you need to know how to go back and forth the man needs to take control of he it. needs to make it comfortable and like not not that it wasn't comfortable more that like there's like a flow to it right with him it was just kind of like it's multitasking it is multitasking. Finger, finger one girl make out with the other yes if, exactly if you're fucking one girl the other girl should be sitting on her face it's and eating be- her out yes. yeah but he had no management skills yeah. <laughs> don't hire him as a financial advisor <laughs> like he has no idea what the fuck he's doing yes you believe that he did not Fuck you. He just fucked me. He just ate you out. I think there's a reason why I believe that. And I kind of know. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, (laughs) Sophia, if if you would like to tell us, we would all love to hear. (laughs) Guys, 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 guys. Um, This is actually what happened. I got tested after. Um, I don't know if we used a condom. I don't remember. It was years ago, but I got tested. I went to Planned Parenthood. They told me I had chlamydia. Yeah. I thought it was the end of my life. (laughs) I wanted to fucking die. A DJ gives me chlamydia. (laughs) Okay. Fucking star check by your name. You are a groupie and you are a loser. You let DJs give you chlamydia. (laughs) And I wanted to die. I'm crying and I pull over on the side of the freeway and I call Fabby and I say, Fabby, you have chlamydia. Go get it taken care of. And Fabby says, oh, my God, okay." A couple days later, Fabby calls me and she says, I don't have chlamydia. I'm like, all clear. (laughs) (laughs) So, girls, pretty much 
there might be a moment where you're just like, wait, like, why am I not so involved? You never know. It could be a fucking blessing. <laughs> like, like, I wasn't the one getting fucked. I was kind of like, wait, is Sophia's hotter than me? Why not me? <laughs> but little did I know that I was saved. You were second string and I got an STD <laughs> yeah. because of it. And I was clear. <laughs> Good <story>. to go. <laughs> okay. Yes, women, if you decide to do a threesome, or I guess men as well, one person in a threesome is getting more attention, don't go home and take it to heart because you just fucking swerved. Honestly, consider yourself lucky. You dodged a bullet. Because <laughs> that chlamydia situation, I was fucked up for a while. I think it was just your first STD. I'm not going to lie. The first time I got chlamydia, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is it. I thought it I would die. Yeah, I'm like, I'm never going to get a boyfriend or a husband. Nobody wants to date me. Yeah, I'm disgusting. And then you take a pill, you shit your pants because it like hurts your stomach. And then all of a sudden, a week later, you're like good as new. And you're like, wow. It is literally like taking an antibiotic. <laughs> yeah. We're not making- More like a laxative. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, but when I took that pill, I I was on the toilet for like literally all fucking day. Okay, I don't remember that. We are not making light of STDs. It just so happens that that is one STD that is easily curable if you take care of it. Just wear a fucking condom. Yeah. Just wear it. So, okay. Two years ago, Mm. we revisit this kinky (laughs) sex shit. Honestly, after that time, I didn't know. After the, we were 14, I was like, never again. After that, I was like, probably never again. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we're like, wait. I know. Here we are again. Here we are again. <laughs> um, This time, Fabi fucks my boyfriend. <laughs> She's such a good friend. That sounds so fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, Guys, I'm can making- we explain? Yes, I'm making a joke. Um, Fabby and I did fuck my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. There was also another guy involved. We'll get into that. Why do all of my friends hook up with my boyfriends? <laughs> Last episode, my friend John hooked up with my boyfriend. This episode, I'm talking about Fabby hooking up with my boyfriend. It's free dead. <laughs> Like, come on. That is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> At least mine was consensual. Yeah. I asked permission. John was just like, this man is mine. Yes. <laughs> we I love, love you, John. John. <laughs> we say it at the same time. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, People hear that and they are thinking, how the fuck would you allow that? I was a kinky ass bitch and Fabi, you were kinky. And let me just say, Fabi, you asked me yeah. maybe 72 <laughs> times. You Probably look more. More. I was like, do you want to do this? Yes. Are you sure? Do you feel comfortable? Do you really want this? Et yeah. cetera. Yeah. So you, me, the boyfriend hook up and there was a fourth guy. It was a foursome. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. We were switching back and forth. I would watch my boyfriend fuck you and you would look me in the eyes. I want to say there was this moment when I'm laying on my back and Sophia's on her back and we're like shoulder to shoulder. And 
Sophia's ex-boyfriend is on top of me. And I look over to my right. And Sophia and I are looking at each other. We make eye contact. In a romantic way. <laughs> no. I think it was just like it like bonded us together. <laughs> we were like bonded for life. Like that is how you know kinky as fuck bitches. <laughs> um okay, so we do a foursome and <laughs> you and I left the foursome. We're like, make let's make the party bigger. <laughs> We're like, this is fun. Like, what could we turn it into? This is okay, but we we want some real fun. We tried to recruit a fifth man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is so there's a man sitting on a couch outside of the room. Fabi and I go over there. We are like, we need a fifth person. Yeah, of course. Since when is four people enough? It's not. No. We Try to get him hard. I think he took a little too many drugs. I think he was a little too fucked up. <laughs> but like we tried. <laughs> we, like, we really tried to get that dick hard. Like it was a little limp dick, but we put in work. It did not work out. And I swear we were making excuses. We were saying, it's fine if he has a limp dick. We can work around. <laughs> we're it. like Just grabbing by both home. We're like, come, we need you to come here. Like, yes, we need you to come into this room. Yes. So he that wasn't happening. You went on to hook up with that actual guy later, right? Yeah, we've hooked up a few times. Okay. Actually, I think we'd even maybe hooked up before, so I knew he was down. Right. So then when I saw him laying there like a starfish, I was just like, what the fuck? Fabi's like, I know this bitch. Yes. I know he will get hard, and I know he wants like, to be part of this. Like, he supposed to be a ride or die for me. Like, if I'm horny, <laughs> like, you're there to fuck. <laughs> I'm tired. Do people are disgusted? No, they're not. It's not disgusting. It's not. There are plenty of people listening that have had crazy stories like this, but you just don't want to admit it because yeah. you're scared of somebody hating you. It's taboo. It and is the taboo. whole point of this podcast now and moving forward is professional taboo removal. That I, is what this is. And I love that. I think it's also women empowerment. I do too. Men can sit at a table and talk about how they nailed some girl. Well, I can uh, fucking sit here and talk about how I fuck guys. Okay, okay, okay. So we do a foursome and we can talk about the details at some point, but I don't really want to focus on that. I think I've had so many people write in, especially women saying, I I kind of want to do a threesome with my boyfriend. Um, I don't know who to bring into the bedroom with us. Fabi and I have a very special relationship yeah. where I trust her more than anything i have i would kill a bitch for you i have said like if let's say i decide to kill somebody i wouldn't tell anyone i wouldn't tell my mom i wouldn't tell my boyfriend i wouldn't tell anybody like the only person who's gonna know is sophia and she's gonna like help me like dig the hole and like bury the body yes and keep my fucking mouth shut and vice versa yeah exact same thing for sure we have a bond fabby was very respectful going into it of course she asked me 50 times is this okay and, you know, this is a very rare situation, though, I want to say. Yeah, it's a sensitive subject. And it's, it's a, no, it's a sensitive dynamic. I think yeah. for the most part, 
And I honestly think moving forward with boyfriends now, I would not involve a best friend. No. Well, now we're getting older and we're starting to think about like, who am I going to date that's going to be my husband and like, I'm going to raise children. Right. And you don't want, I don't want to be like sitting at dinner with you and he he's thinking like, oh, I licked her pussy. <laughs> like yes. that was okay when we were younger and now yeah. it's not. And you know, the dynamic between me and the boyfriend at the time, we had a wild relationship. Yeah. And so it worked. But I just, we're laughing about this story because it's funny you know, it's fucking amazing. But It's funny because of who it was with. Yeah. Yeah. But for people listening, if you want to try a threesome, Maybe, maybe it could work, you know, with a best friend, but I would, I would suggest no. I'm going to say highly unlikely. Yeah. It's going to either ruin your relationship with your man or it's going to ruin your relationship with your friend. Yeah. And it's just not even worth going it's there. Not. You want to have a threesome, you find a girl on fucking Craigslist. I don't yeah. know. Like go to the bar and like, Try to find someone, but don't bring in people who are close to you because it's just it's a gray area. Yep. Lines can be blurred and you just you don't want to push that limit. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, Our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. 
Okay, I want to get into questions. And before we get into listener questions, I have my own question for you. Okay. You live in Vegas. Vegas is a different planet. It's not real life. It is fantasy land. It is like nowhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. When you moved here, what is one thing that is completely different than the rest of the world? One of the first things that I noticed when I moved here is that the women here make more money than the men. If you are in the industry, waitresses, like you are making more than most hosts the most bussers, the most bartenders. Mm-hmm. And that it's just a whole nother dynamic here for because of that. Right. I think there's something beautiful and amazing about this place because of that, because it gives us an opportunity to finally shine. Mm-hmm. Do we get hate on it? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are bitter. They're like, why are they making more money? Do we get called lazy all the time? Yes. I like, can relate. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're just pouring drinks. Why do they make that much? It's right. like, well, because we're fucking hot. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but there is also a downfall to that. Mm. And what that is, is that you come, you usually move here when you're 21 you didn't think you're going to be making 100, 200K a year because being a waitress. And mm-hmm. instead of thinking like, hey, let me go put a down payment on the house. You're like, no, let me go get my tits done. Let me go buy that designer bag. Let me go buy right. a Mercedes. So women move here and they are shocked by the amount of money they can make and they go wild. They 100%. get They get happy. Yeah. Like for me, it's just like, don't spend money on stupid shit that doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now, the material shit doesn't matter. Right. Put a down payment on a house. Invest in the stock market. Make sure that your assets are good and that moving forward, you're going to be in a comfortable place. And then go buy the Chanel bag. I agree. Start a business. I completely agree. I think um, we've talked about this and you said something very interesting. You told me, I know that there's an expiration date to this shit. Yeah. I moved here from day one. I was like, there is a moment where I'm not going to be able to make the money that I'm making right now because I'm getting older and it's sad, but it's true. And you live well below your means. A hundred percent. Once you're in a good place and if you want to buy yourself a fucking bag, go ahead. Yeah. But you need to get there first. Yep. Don't blow your money on stupid shit. Listen to me, ladies. Yes. Be fucking smart. Oh, my God. My mom just texted me and sent me the police report. Wait. <laughs> I've never seen this before. No. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. I'm, like, skimming through it. <laughs> no, it is worse than what we just described. Because my mom also sent a follow-up text saying WTF. Maybe we'll post it. She's gonna hate me. (laughs) Oh, like she doesn't fucking know. Maybe we'll post it. We'll see. Maybe not. Okay, I need to read it first because I'm not trying to have you ruin my life. We will see. All right, let's move on to listener questions. So, this is a story, not a question, and we can comment. This girl wrote in, I was hooking up with this guy for about two months and he took me on vacation. One of the nights we went out to eat at a restaurant. Everything was amazing. Rainbows, butterflies. We started walking back to the hotel room. I felt the biggest urge to take a dump. 
<laughs> she says, I felt the biggest urge to take a dump in my whole life. <laughs> and I was trying so hard to stay calm. He's talking about life, cracking jokes, making small talk. I look like an owl trying to find a bathroom. We are getting closer and closer to the hotel room, and I just knew I had to say something to save face. So I literally tell him, hey, can you stay and sit here for a bit? I have a surprise for you, and I will tell you when you can come in. He literally sat there like a good boy while I sprinted to the room. This is what I'm trying to emphasize. I sprinted to the room to do my business, took a mini shower, and put some sexy lingerie on, which was a surprise, then invited him back in. I literally turned the situation around and saved my dignity. All I have to say is genius. So clap. Yeah. I have never thought to do this. That was such a quick on-hand moment. How many times have you had to take Multiple. a huge shit and every girl listening has had that moment where yes. they're like, how am I po- supposed to poop? I mean, everybody should have poopery. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, sponsor me, but yes. But pretty much... We've all been in that place where we're like, how am I going to poop in front of this guy? Right. Another thing that we should touch up on later on is that like pooping is okay. And as yes. women, we don't need to be scared. Yes. But we still are. When it's a, like a sexy night on vacation, yeah. it's a little hard to just go take a... You don't want to be like, hey, baby, no. I'm going to go shit my pants and I'm going to go clog the toilet. But I'll have my laundry. Get a plumber. I'm going to use this advice moving forward because that's always something that gives me so much anxiety. I'm Mm -hmm. like, how am I supposed to get away with the poop? Yeah. On top of that, if you don't have sexy lingerie, you don't need it. Imagine if you just get naked. Yeah, you're just laying on the bed like, here I am. If you're just butt-ass naked and you say, hey, baby, come in. Yeah. He's not going to know the difference of whatever. No, you're safe. fuck you (laughs) and you're good to go. Damn. What a fucking genius. Okay, moving on. Next question. My husband and I have been working remotely and quarantined together for the entire time of corona. He asked me for space because we had been arguing. So I stayed somewhere else for five days. When I came back, he asked me to move out and is already seeing another girl. She, of course, is younger and hotter. I moved out a week later and he told me that he had already filed divorce papers. He told me that if I wanted any kind of relationship with him, that I should sign the papers saying that we both keep our own assets and nothing else. He gets to stay in our home with our pets. I moved across the country for this guy And he completely disposed of me overnight. I'm a resilient girl, but what the hell do you suggest I do? First thing I want to say is fuck him. He's trying to threaten you with if you want to be in my life and have a relationship with you. No, he is divorcing you. He has moved on. There's no relationship. He's trying to use that as a way to get you to sign the papers. He's holding it over her head. Like you're not signing the papers. No. I am a very type of person where it's just like what's mine is mine and what yours is mine. And if (laughs) (laughs) what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. I what do you mean by that? 
I think that if you, okay, if personally, if I even put a penny, a dollar into the mortgage, mm-hmm. that is no longer your house. That is our house. Yep. And in a in when a divorce happens, okay, you sell the house, you split the profit. Yep. This guy is trying to brainwash you into thinking that like, oh, I'm going to stay in your life if you do this. No, fuck him. Yep. You go get a lawyer. Lawyer up. Get half of that house and you better get the dogs as well. Yeah. Okay, next question. I've been talking to a guy and whenever we are together, it's amazing. But he's going on trips with his family and friends. And when he's on the trip, he does not talk to me at all. No text, Snapchat, anything. Do you think this is a red flag? I don't want to be the girl who he hits up whenever he's in town. What do I do? Is that a red flag? I've had this happen to me before. Love this. I had this guy that we would text and he was around and we would hook up and I felt like everything was great. But then he would go on a trip or like he'd be with his family and like. And disappear. And would disappear. Looking back. No. No. He doesn't like you. Yep. I'm sorry. That's harsh, but he doesn't fucking like you. It sounds so harsh, but. When he has shit going on, you're not a part of the picture. Have mm-hmm. you met his family? Have you met his friends? Probably not. 100% agree. I think we can keep it at that. If he ignores you in any capacity, he's just not that into you. A man who likes a woman will make it known in any way, shape, or form that he needs to. Mm-hmm. You know when he likes you. If you're questioning. He doesn't. He does not. Yep. And I've learned that the hard way. And Fabi, you have too. Like we're at a point where I'm turning 29 soon and I fucking know if a guy yep. likes me. We've tried to make excuses. <laughs> they just didn't fucking like us. And we yes. moved on. And that is it. And don't feel bad about it. Like don't feel no. insecure. Like not every guy is going to fucking like you. But then you're going to be one guy and he's going to fall in love. Yep. Bottom line. All right. <laughs> I think that that is enough for today, for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Fabi, thank you for coming on. I have a feeling you're going to be coming on again. Oh, you're welcome. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just laid it all out there and I don't get to see a penny of it. <laughs> so you fucking owe me. I'm greedy as fuck. Have you not heard the news? I want free merch for the rest <laughs> of my life. I can absolutely hook that up, but it's got to end there. <laughs> you can't take advantage. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, Fabi, I love you. Follow us on our socials. Mine is Sophia Franklin. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. We have a lot of fun on there. I get drunk and will post stories. And Fabby. Fabby F baby. Follow us on our socials. Um, Comment and DM us how you felt about the episode. Yeah. And you know what? The most important thing I'm going to say is go vote. Yes, go vote. Voting is such an amazing right that we have. So why would you not use it? Yeah. Like do a little research. Don't go in there blind. Figure out what's important to you, but just go vote. Yep. I completely agree with that. I love you guys so much. I will talk to you next Thursday and then the next Thursday and then the next Thursday until we're 90 years old. And that's that. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.